Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Bond yields, especially in the U.S., have risen sharply since mid-July, driven by U.S. exceptionalism and no recession narratives. While U.S. data has undoubtedly outperformed market expectations, the recent run-up in yields is starting to look stretch, and it seems like now it has pulled back from its multi-year highs. So, can investors now let out a sigh of relief, or can bond yields go up again? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Yep Fokan, who is a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. Fokan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Hongbin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. You know, Fokan, just a couple of weeks ago, markets have been roiled by the U.S. government bond yields, where the U.S. 10-year bond yield was at multi-year highs. Now it seems like it has, you know, a bit pulled back sharply from a 16-year high. What has driven this decline? Yeah, thanks for that. I mean, we'd, we'd written as well at the end of October that the uh, technical indicators like diversity uh, was looking really stretched uh, for the U.S. 10-year bond yield, uh, flagging that it could reverse. And yeah, as you said, we saw all that uh, happening last week. Uh, we had a Fed meeting and the tone from the meeting uh, was quite clearly a less hawkish Fed. And then uh, we, we also saw a bit more a moderate bond issuance schedule uh, for Q4 by the U.S. Treasury. So the market was a bit less worried about the supply it might have to absorb. And on top of that, really, I think, is the weak data we saw. We saw a weak U.S. manufacturing PMI data. Uh, it fell further than expected. And then on Friday, we saw non-farm payrolls data uh, seeing less job creation than expected. So all these, uh, with the weak data and a bit less hawkish Fed, I think the market is reading and being more comfortable that really we've seen the peak in terms of policy rates from the Fed, and that has had an impact on the bond yields. It is coming off because the market is expecting the Fed is done with the hiking cycle this round. Okay, okay. I mean, lower U.S. bond yields, they typically help the more rate-sensitive, faster-growing equity markets. So how have equity markets reacted to this pullback? Yeah, you're right. The, the faster-growing equity markets where, where value is more in the future uh, are seen as duration plays. So they would typically do well uh, when yields fall. And uh, since the end of October, uh, when we've seen the yields fall, we've actually seen that NASDAQ outperform. Uh, the tech sector, technology sector has been the best sector. So it is playing very much to this narrative where your faster-growing markets are doing better and outperforming on a relative basis. And the U.S. market overall, the U.S. equity market overall, is weighted uh, to growth, and so it has done well. And, and another impact, though, what we've seen with lower yields uh, has been a weaker U.S. dollar, uh, because as the, at the same time as yields have been going up, U.S. dollar has been going up. But when yields came down, we saw the U.S. dollar come down as well. And when the U.S. dollar weakens, that would help emerging market equities as well. And we saw that as well last week when uh, the U.S. dollar weakened along the yields. Uh, we saw emerging market equities doing very well as well, mm-hmm. keeping up with the tech sector, in fact. You know, I think the million-dollar question now here is, for can, can investors now let out a sigh of relief or can bond yields go up again? 
Yeah, I, I think there's just two parts to that. I mean, on the bond yields, I'll talk about that. I, we think that bond yields, we, we think it has peaked. Uh, we expect it to come down as inflation trends down, mm-hmm. uh, which is good for bond investors. And we like, you know, developed market government bonds. And so as that comes down, uh, inflation, we, we think bond yields will come down. So that's, that's good. But for, for the concern that the market is looking at now, that the, the concern would turn from inflation into growth. And now the concern is whether the U.S. Uh, would slow down significantly next year and specifically, will we get a U.S. recession next year? Mm-hmm. So good for bond investors, but you know, if we do get a U.S. recession, that has implications on risk assets as well as other asset classes. And of course, the, the geopolitical risk is another thing we can look out for. So there's, there's no shortage for investors to, to, to look at in terms of worries and before they can have a huge sigh of relief. Well, you know, markets were in the green to start off this week, right, Fokian? And yesterday, Asia saw a little bit of red. Today, they're a little bit of a mixed mood. But over in the U.S., it looks like they are sustaining that uh, optimism. So, Fokian, do you see the U.S. equity market rebound sustaining? Can we expect a year-end rally that many are hoping for? Yeah, the year-end rally is uh, typically what, what we look for in terms of a seasonal impact in Q4. So w- will we see it this year? We, we think uh, it is uh, quite possible. We think there's a fair chance of that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yield coming down is a support, uh, especially for the U.S. market. Uh, lower yields is supportive for the growthy uh, sectors, which is good for the U.S. We've seen the earnings in Q3 in the U.S. doing pretty well. Uh, we are about 80% through for earnings. Uh, at the S&P 500. And uh, Q3 uh, earnings growth has been revised up uh, to 5.7% now from about 1.6% a month ago. Uh, We see some technical resistance uh, for the S&P 500. It can uh, break through that at 4,400 or just below. Uh, That will be positive. And then we've got other events uh, like the Biden and Xi Xi Jinping meeting uh, happening next week. Mm. And as well as uh, conflict in the Middle East to watch out for. But at the moment, the signs are positive. We think there's a fair chance we could get a rally for the next uh, three months. I see. I see. So on my show yesterday during my market hit, I was discussing something with our finance presenter here. And it was a quote by Sir John Templeton. And he described investor sentiment and its relation to the market cycle saying bull markets are born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism and die on euphoria. I want to get your take on this, Fukan. What cycle do you think we're on right now? Are you seeing us in pessimism? Are we growing on skepticism or are we maturing on optimism? <laughs> yeah. I, I love that quote as well. I've seen it before <laughs> and I love that quote. I, I think Look, the, the market has just come off a correction, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. about a 10% correction. Yeah. Uh, it, it peaked about July, and then uh, we had weak data, very strong yields uh, holding back. And we think the positioning has been quite light in the mm-hmm. U.S. equities. And so in terms of positioning for risk asset, we think it's been quite light. So um, now it's bouncing off uh, the lows with the yields coming off and um, people expecting that uh, the Fed is done in terms of the hate, uh, rate hiking cycle. So I, I would think it's probably growing on a bit of skepticism now, uh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I put it that way. I mean, our, our view, to be, to be clear, is you know, we are neutral on equities globally for mm-hmm. the next 12 months. We still see risk for the next 12 months. 
for the next 12 months, we do like U.S. equities because of this narrative that we think uh, yields will be coming down. Mm. And as yields come down, um, that, that's going to be positive for U.S. equities. And yields coming down is, is kind of a sign of uh, the economy weakening in the U.S., uh, but the U.S. equities is quite a different animal. Like I say, it's, it's driven by other factors, not domestic U.S. economy. So even as yields come down and growth weakens, we think U.S. equities can do well. Mm-hmm. And we think that uh, it can outperform. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of placing where exactly we are in the other cycle, mm-hmm. we think there is quite a bit of skepticism at the moment. Uh, but the narrative is turning a bit more positive. I see. I agree with you. Well, Bukhan, what are some of the risks as well that remain in the markets right now that could you know, deter the latest market rebound from sustaining? I mean, what could change the story now? Could a sudden return of hawkish commentary from the Fed erase the gains? Yeah, I, I think as long as we see a trend of inflation coming down and growth slowing, we think the Fed will stay the course in terms of pausing. Mm-hmm. Um, what could make the Fed change its tone? We, we think, you know, a lot of things is grabbing headlines now. It's the Middle East conflict. And I say, you know, big humanitarian um, you know, the disaster there. But mm-hmm. in terms of the implications for financial markets, it's, it's in terms of how it can spread. And if it does spread and it impacts the oil price, um, that is something how it would uh, impact inflation, in fact, put upward pressure on inflation. So we do get a uh, significant uh, spread of the conflict and impacting the oil price. That would put pressure on inflation. And, and this comes back again to, to the Fed wanting to control inflation. So we think that is one risk if, if that uh, pressure flat, uh, that um, conflict in the Middle East spreads. How soon then can the Fed start to cut rates? I mean, what data are policymakers still looking out for? Yeah, I mean, the, the market pricing at the moment is um, looking at about one cut by June uh, next year, June 2024. Uh, we, think, we think looking at the 12-month deal by September next year, we could see three cuts coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 75 basis points coming. Oh, three. Uh, I mean, on... Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, on, um, and the market is not, not far from that by, by September our view is we still see uh, you know, likelihood of a recession, over 50% probability of a U.S. recession next year, uh, coming in the middle of next year. Um, I, I know the narrative has been uh, turning, but you know, rates are, are high, and we think there's a uh, long and variable lag with monetary policy, as we hear, and that will start to impact uh, the U.S. consumers. Uh, the U.S. consumers have been very strong. Uh, we think that um, there are signs that uh, they are weakening. And then as your student debt uh, repayment resumes, we think there will be uh, another impact on the consumption. So we think heading into next year, uh, there is still a fair chance of a U.S. recession. And that is why uh, we think the Fed could be cutting rates by September next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what we are seeing. And it, it ties in with our view and our preference for uh, developed market government bonds because uh, as rates come down, we think um, the, the bonds will trade up and you get capital appreciation on these government bonds. Well, then with the uncertainty still surrounding the Fed on how soon they are going to cut rates, I mean, 
it's constantly going back and forth. I feel. And whether they will return to its higher for longer interest rates mantra is still in question. So, Fokian, how should investors allocate their assets accordingly? I mean, there's so much uncertainty going on; we can't predict the future. So, how can they allocate their assets at this time? Yeah. So the preference we have is taking duration risk. Uh, so what I mean by that is looking at your developed market government bonds. Uh, this is in U.S. and Europe. All these developed market bonds. We think the yield is attractive. It's pulled back now from five percent. It's gone down just below four point nine percent. Though you're never going to be able to uh, pick uh, the peak in rates and you know, buy it at, at a peak. But we think it is good uh, to have it now, and we think that uh, yields have peaked. And as yields come down, uh, we think that uh, you will get capital appreciation on the bonds on top of the yield that's attractive. So, developed market government bonds is a clear avoid for us. Uh, the other one that we like is your local currency emerging market uh, bonds. And over here, the dynamic is that uh, we think the U.S. dollar will weaken over a 12-month horizon. And as the U.S. dollar weakens, that is a positive. For your local currency emerging market bonds and the EM central banks as well, we think are further ahead in the cycle for cutting rates. So as they cut rates further, uh, we think that will benefit your EM uh, government local currency government bonds, and they'll trade up. So beyond the duration risk, our, our view is to be quite uh, broadly diversified, which, mm-hmm. which ties back into uh, the view that you know it is uh, a lot of uncertainty out there. I mean, for equities, we see it as a neutral core allocation. Uh, we prefer to allocate towards the U.S. and towards Japan. Uh, these are our two regional overweights. But overall, for global equities, it is a core. And as well for for gold and cash. I mean, cash you're getting some yield on it at the moment. So we are seeing, you know, do keep cash as a neutral holding. We've got a neutral holding on gold as well. We think that is mm-hmm. something can be a useful hedge. Uh, especially when the uh, conflict uh, flares up. Should investors also add exposure to U.S. and European government bonds at this moment? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, the developed market government bonds uh, that we like are your investment grade ones, uh, which are in in the U.S. and Europe. Uh, that is what we do like. Mm, I see. I see. And before we let you go here, Fokan, what else should we be looking out for in the next couple of days that could move markets? Yeah, I think in terms of the macro data, we're seeing uh, some China inflation data coming up tomorrow. The CPI and the PPI. Uh, it's important to see whether China can escape deflation. Uh, we've seen some recent data showing stabilization. We need uh, further evidence of that. Mm-hmm. That'll be coming up tomorrow, and then we've got the U.S. consumer sentiment data on Friday. You want to see how the consumer is doing, mm. and the new news on the Middle East conflict. I think that's that's ongoing. In terms of the uh, whether it can spread or not. Mm, okay. Well, thank you so much, Fokian, for your time and your insights today. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Hongbin. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Yap Fokian, who is a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. I'm Hongbin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.